0: Now playing. Why so serious? What is the 80's?
1: Have you ever danced to the devil in the pale moonlight?
2: No, oh, what's in the fog It likes scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me?
0: You talking to me? Movie Reviews in 20 Q's Hello good people and welcome to Movie Reviews in 20 Q's. The show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it this week the movie that we've chosen to do is get out and i am joined by two of my usual guest hosts uh first of all Stacey gavin how are you stacy
1: good thanks sam happy to be here really yes
0: and i'm also joined by kahu how are you
2: i'm great and i'm overjoyed to be reviewing <laughs> an enjoyable and excellent movie
0: oh Oh. i think
2: i think i've reviewed about four rubbish movies in a row so <laughs> this is going to be a welcome change
0: ko's okay, showing his hand uh, quite early here on what <laughs> he thinks of this movie but that's all good so stick around guys this is going to be a big episode we're going to do 20 questions about get out but also hang around at the end we're going to give you our oscar predictions And that's kind of the reason why we picked this movie is it's um, done incredibly well for a horror mystery or whatever they're calling it on IMDb to be got a lead actor, best picture, best best director, original screenplay. It's been nominated for a ton. And I mean, we'll get straight into the reviews here. Rotten Tomatoes have this at 99% and IMDb have this at 7.7. Now, what about you guys? What would you rate this movie out of 10,000?
1: 8,722. Wow! What about you, Kahu? I'm going for
2: nine thousand three hundred, which I which I think may be about the best rating I've given a movie on movie reviews in Twenty Qs. Yeah, that's, um, wow! I, I think this kind of isn't <laughs> isn't a genre that I watch regularly, so maybe that's yeah. inflated my score a bit. Um, maybe I should watch a few more horror slash thrillers I can give you a lot
0: of recommendations I'm (laughs) a bit of a horror fan Uh, so yeah if you guys haven't been to see Get Out but you still want to listen to the podcast anyway what we're going to do is first Hit you with the plot of Get Out, and then, yeah, get into our questions. So what's the plot of the movie?
2: The plot of the movie is pretty simple. So we have a interracial couple, a uh, black guy, Chris, and a white girl, Rose, and they're going to see her parents for the first time. But as far as meeting the parents goes, it goes rapidly downhill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> usually what we do in this podcast is we usually save the last question being our fan question we sort of judge who gave the best fan question but this week you know had a few good ones so much so that we had two equally good ones from two different podcasts and i always try to go out of my way to do shout outs on the podcast you know share the podcast love one of these sort of pertain to the start of the movie and one of these questions pertain to the end of the movie we're going to have the one that pertained to the start of the movie first so this became courtesy of tony of the Flix x-rayed podcast thanks for your question Mad love to you and your show, and thank you very much.
2: Cheers. Thanks, Tony.
0: So, his question that he wanted to know from us is what is the most awkward. Meet the parents of a friend or girlfriend that you guys have ever had.
2: don't have any great answers for this. Sorry, Tony. Uh, but I did meet my wife's father for the first time on our wedding day. <gasps> Holy shit. Wow. And he's a policeman, so. So
0: you were trying to dodge <laughs> him with <by> the plane, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it till it's too late. Well, oh,
1: that's fascinating.
2: What about you, honey?
1: Okay, so my weird meeting the parents moment is actually the first time that Sam met my parents. Oh, God damn it. Yep, I'm dragging you into this. <laughs> we went and stayed with them for the weekend. And my mum has a reading room across the hallway from the bathroom. And it just so happened that they, that Sam was in the bathroom having a shower and mum was in her reading room. And they both walked out of their rooms at the same time. <laughs> so my mum got an eyeful of Sam with... Uh, naked with just a towel wrapped around him
0: (laughs) she got a face full of hairy chest
1: (laughs) 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 my poor poor mum
0: (laughs) right so my most awkward story is that i grew up in a small town that was about half an hour's drive from a sort of major city in new zealand called hamilton anyway my girlfriend when i was 16 years old lived over in hamilton and i lived in the small town and her parents decided oh you know these guys have been going out for a while maybe we'll let them come stay the night and get to know us and you know we'll you know, slowly get to intermingle the families or whatever. So that, that was cool. So I went over to stay with him. And when I got there, walked into the house and the dad was like, Oi, you come with me. You're going to wander around the house. So we start wandering around the house. And he's like, right, that's that's where your girlfriend's bedroom is. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, this is our room. So we're right beside her room so we can hear anything. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then he sort of walks me down the hallway. He's like, that's your sister's room? I'm like, yep. And then he points at this cupboard and goes, that's where I keep my guns. <laughs> I'm like, sort of staring at him he's like yeah you heard me right i've got guns in there and if i think there's an orc aw- you know a prowler prowling around the house it's first place i'm going mate first place i'm going so i was just like sort of standing in the hallway shitting myself so much so that later on everyone to everyone went to bed and i was sleeping out in the lounge sort of thing and my girlfriend came out into the lounge and was like hey what are you up to do you want to i was like get the fuck out of here <laughs>
1: um
2: <laughs>
0: out of this room right fucking now i'm shitting my pants awkward so i hope you like those answers tony once again uh mad love to you and your podcast anybody listening to this look up Flix x-rays it's really good go check it out guys but that moves us on to our standard set of all play questions that we have for every movie so first up compliment sandwich I want you guys to name one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film.
2: Basically everything I think in this movie was just nailed perfectly.
0: Wow. Um, <laughs> That's a cinematic <laughs> orgasm from Gary. <coming. laughs>
2: <laughs> one thing I didn't like, but I think was probably done on purpose, was that all the black victims were stereotypes. So we had the photographer, we had another guy that was an athlete um, mm. who was, you know, recreating the whole Jesse Owens thing. Yeah, go ahead. And the other guy was a jazz musician, I think, which is just about as <laughs> stereotypical as you can get. But I think that was the whole reasoning behind that was uh, because they're obviously talented physically, so yeah, they, were so they wanted to take over yeah, their bodies. Yeah.
0: Um, no one was picking Rod the TSA agent. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and I just liked all the attention to uh, detail and the hints that went on throughout the movie.
1: I really liked that this was like an intelligent horror I don't watch horror movies because they're usually just a bit dumb or they've got gaping plot holes or they're too gory. But I thought this, I really liked um, that aspect of it. I didn't like her creepy brother. I didn't really see what he added to the picture. Like she reeled the the black guys in, the parents, the mum hypnotised, the dad did the surgery, the brother just picked fights and was a dickhead the whole time.
0: Yeah, he was like a real red flag for anyone that was coming to stay. Mm. You know what I mean? He'd be enough to make you want to get the hell out of there, eh? yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: just meeting him. And he was a bit
0: of a wiener. Like, how is he overpowering these two guys? Mm. Yeah, Don't really get that. Well, he knows fucking MMA or whatever, but yeah. Mm.
2: They needed somebody to play the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, with that creepy music and oh, at <laughs> the right. I actually really liked the casting. I thought that everyone in this was really, really good actors and good choices for their roles, yeah. apart from the brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing I like the most about this movie is the instant, like sort of carry touch on about it, is the rewatchability. There's so mm. much that when you know what's going to happen and you watch it the second time, you're like, oh, 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 you know, you get the symbolism, like, all the white people showing up in black cars is like it's white people inside black bodies and mm. the, the like when he starts picking cotton and sticks it in his ears it's like oh you know it's reminiscent of Africans having to pick cotton as being part of slavery and all that mm. sort of stuff mm. it was like like even the grandpa being a sprinter because he was gutted that he lost to Jesse Owens there was so much rewatchability in terms of bad things I'm literally struggling to come up with anything I know uh, I know there wasn't an, enough rod uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like too much rod is not enough that guy was amazing (laughs) absolutely love that dude the other good thing is it just subverted genres like horror movies can be really really dumb and that one could have been really dumb and overacted and all that sort of stuff but it was very subtle in their performances and everything like that and i think that's what i really liked about it Mm. yeah it didn't like, it's amazing that Jordan Peele is a first-time director mm. of a horror film. You know, he's known for comedy and then he goes and directs this. It's like, mm. what the hell? Mm. Good mm. work, dude. Okay, so that moves us on to question number three. What flavour ice cream is this movie?
1: Easy. Cookies and cream.
0: Oh, damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, third, that's a second, damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I had to get in first.
2: <laughs> I think we're all
0: saying cookies and cream. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, my my reasoning for that was not, not obvious it was more that cream as an off-white which was kind of the whole you know mingling of racial lines in this movie mm.
0: Mm, true i i'm gonna go with cookies and cream as well but i'm gonna go with excessively cold cookies and cream so much so it gives you brain freeze <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie what happens is that uh, the big plot point in it is that uh katherine kina's character who plays chris the main character's girlfriend's mum hypnotizes them and causes them to freeze and become basically their hypnotic slaves okay so that moves us on question number four now i think we're a bit of an advantage here given that we aren't uh, african-american but how long would you guys survive in this movie's world
2: uh i mean i'm kind of perplexed I, i guess i'd fall maybe more into the white category so <laughs> i guess then uh forever but in a black body i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or if i'm considered black maybe just forever anyway but in the sunken place
0: sure yeah, yeah uh i'm white and but i'm not rich so i don't even think i would have made the party I would have been one of those people that is getting annoyed by Rod at the airport. I think that <laughs> that would be my role in this movie. What about you, Stacey?
1: I agree with you. I struggled to see how I'd fit into this at all. If I had to be involved, probably not long, to be honest. I really couldn't go along with this knowing... What was going on? I'd probably disown my parents.
0: Yeah. Okay, next question. What character clearly needs to get laid?
2: Got to be that old woman at the party, which is just kind of grabbing Chris and (laughs) it's just like she's jumping him, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And she's got issues and rather than going through this whole charade, wouldn't just Viagra have been better?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to subvert the question a little bit as well and I'm actually going to say what character needed to get laid and that's going to be the woman who actually... Turned Andre into her husband, or put her husband into Andre, because she looked like one happy older woman after that. Yeah, I think she definitely needed to, and it looks like she's been smashed. In what about you, Stays?
1: <laughs> I think that it would be really nice if Rod had a girlfriend. oh he's so sweet and lovely, and he's a good friend, and he searches for the truth. So yeah,
0: you know. he's good. He's oh, yeah. he's fucking probably my favourite character by far in this movie. <laughs> So, question number six. What deep philosophical debate arose in you while watching this
1: movie? So, my deep philosophical debate that arose during this movie was in regards to the police and rod went to them with a case and some information that they laughed at then refused to look into in any <laughs> way shape or form and yes he did embellish a little bit at the end with his Sex conclusions <laughs> yeah but everything else leading up to it was le- seemed like legitimate information so i was just a bit perplexed is that really what happens when you take information like that to the police i don't know
0: when you're a tsa agent and you probably get the same training as the police maybe even better <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> like stop yeah and shit. my deep philosophical debate and bear with me because this gets a bit weird but <laughs> what would happen if this procedure was performed on hundreds of black people and the is forget which ones have the white brains meaning which black people have the white <laughs> brains so <laughs> then they might sort of re-operate on these people and so you would then have a black person within the sunken place of a white person's sunken place. Jesus. And man, that is so depressing.
1: Well, we could actually already have that happening already. It would explain a lot of mental illness and mental illness. things like that.
0: Stacey, wow. you are definitely getting deep in philosophical.
2: <laughs> It'd be like when you watch something on TV and they're filming a TV in the background. And so it's a yeah. continuous picture. Oh. Yeah. And imagine that, you'd be like, help me <laughs> and the TV's within the TV real far away
0: fuck you just want to axe yourself right? you just
1: yeah <laughs> give yeah should those voices praying for death man
2: <laughs> but yeah. you can't because you don't control your body yeah exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what if they do it again and again and then you just never right. die your
0: yeah, endless loop
2: <laughs>
1: oh
0: oh man this, I'm going to have nightmares now <okay>. You know, I've got an overactive imagination.
1: Yeah, that's already Back. happened to you. Uh, Maybe that's why you're bald. Because of what? all the surgeries. Too many what? You have
0: too many surgeries and I go bald. Go bald from getting hang, going out with a ginger. Yeah, Moving yeah.
1: right along, Sam. I bet you can't beat that. I don't
0: think I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified of kahu now. Yeah. Yeah. So my one is when I was watching it, I thought to myself. Okay, this girl at some point has been sat down by her parents, maybe when she was a young girl, and they've basically said to her, look, honey, we're going to need you to seduce. You probably don't really know what sex is yet, but we're going to need you to start learning how to be very seductive and attractive and hot to black people so that you can seduce them, bring them back here so we can cut their heads open, and then we can take their brain out, and then we can put your grandma's brain into that body. And... How, like, what would you do if you were in that circumstance? There's no answer, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, no, there's no answer. That's, that's, that's a, why it was a debate.
2: Very much a hypothetical question. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's happened to her and the brother Jeremy at some point in this movie, they've had their parents sit down and go, right, we need you to, um, you know, repurpose black people's bodies.
1: Best, <laughs> repurpose. The best way I think that the parents could have broached this would have been at the point at which their grandparents were transplanted, brains were transplanted. Mm. Because even if they knew nothing about it up until that point, like these people and their families that they loved, you know, their grandparents, yeah. they got to continue living. So that's the sales pitch to mm. the kids, right? Get, They're like, this is a great opportunity for people to continue living. I get mm.
0: that. But when you go through the photos, you see that she's had probably half a dozen before you got to the photos of the mother. And I mean, before you got to the photos of the bodies that the grandmother and the grandfather were in Mm. it was like about it was half a dozen or more photos before you actually got to the grandmother woman so yeah she's she's had a fair bit of practice with
2: this yeah unless they kind of weren't all in order or maybe the old people had kind of a long illness and they were preparing for it
0: okay so that moves us on to question number seven what would a character's online dating profile name be
2: rose's online dating profile is black bodies matter disclaimer not making light of the black lives matter movement <laughs> which yeah. i fully endorse yeah
1: yes
0: yeah, so and my one for this would be rod he's a tsa agent but i reckon his online dating profile name would be tna agent aka a tits and ass agent <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one because he's the T and motherfucking A. <laughs>
2: yep.
1: Okay, so I've got one for Rose as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Rose is getting around, eh?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> as the saying goes, once you go black, you never go back. That's true. So, her name would be Never Go Back.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. That's a good one these Nice. nice. So that moves us on to question number eight. Which subplot from the movie would make for its own awesome spin off movie? I think we've all gonna have the same answer <laughs> to say. Yeah. On the count of three, one, two, three.
1: Rod. Rod
0: <laughs> He's more do say We that Rod spin-off movie needs to happen now. <laughs>
1: yes, it
0: that, does. That motherfucker is the man.
2: He's gotta make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Seeing there's very few other characters that could.
1: Although just I just have one other point about that. He was such it was more about quality rather than quantity in this movie. And I fear that an entire Rod movie would just be Full flat, like yeah. Keanu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or are you more thinking that like Bruce Almighty was like a kind of alright movie and Stephen Carell had this like really awesome cameo that was a small role and then they turned it into Evan Almighty and it was fucking god awful?
1: Yeah,
0: like yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Way to kill the buzz, Stacey Gavin.
1: Oh, yeah, but <laughs> still, maybe like a TV series of Rod. <laughs> Separate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so it moves us on to question number nine. Stacey's favorite question, making a return, back in the lineup. Look at that pleasured face of absolute (laughs) disgust. How would you incorporate the living legend, the man, the myth, Stacey's favorite actor, Nicolas Cage, into this movie? (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be quite nice to him, but true what? to f- true to no. form, he's going to be a short in and out character. I would allow him to
0: get out <laughs> of the <this> film. <laughs>
1: yes, I would allow him to play the cop who pulls them over on the way up to see the parents oh, when they a hit the role. deer. So he pulls them up. Short conversation. out.
2: Mm. Uh So I went with our good friend Nicholas Cage being one of the bidders at the auction. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he would do anything to get his con ear hair back, <laughs> 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 or pretty much hair in any form.
1: What was his con ear hair like?
0: Like Ooh. slicked back, but oh, it's awful. It's in the in the pantheon of Nicolas Cage wigs. It's ranking up there as one of the most abysmally disgusting wigs you've ever seen. Eh? Yeah.
2: Is, is he actually in any movies when he did have hair? Uh, it must be sort of he, early yeah. to mid-90s-ish. There was
0: a one shot of him in Fast Times at Ridgemont High back in 1984, which was his acting debut. Right. So, uh, he was 18 at the time, <laughs> so I think he might
1: So is he actually bald?
0: Oh, yeah. He's as bald as I am.
1: You never see him like that.
0: The magic of Hollywood, I says never
1: it. see him, anyway. Yeah, I was about to say... Try, try not to. Uh...
0: Brace yourself, audience. We're about to show Stacey Gavin a photo of Nicolas Cage from Connear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have that here as the cop also, <laughs> my character.
0: Just a greasy hillbilly cop, you reckon? Yeah. I reckon it would have either ruined or added to the film if we had have had him as Rose and Jeremy's grandfather. So when Chris wakes up and he's in the seat and the TV magically comes on and starts playing the induction video of what's going to happen to you if that guy was Nicolas Cage playing the grandfather of like hello you're gonna be in a wonderful place blah 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 blah, all that sort of shit purely because it would add to the creepiness level of factor you know that like as soon as chris woke up and saw that creepy dude they would be like yeah i'm fucked i'm absolutely fucked
2: yeah yeah he could have done his face off crazy eyes
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so that moves us down to the last question of the all play rounds what would be the porn parody name of this movie
1: I think this is already a porn par- parody name. <laughs> Get out. But I'm just gonna... I think
0: That kind of sounds like an anti porn. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, maybe. Um, I'm just going to expand on that and use one of my favourite catchphrases when talking to Sam. <laughs> and that is, get out of there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's a very private joke. It's a very private it's not, joke.
1: It's not even as rude as you think.
0: but <laughs> <laughs> nah. you, Calhoun, what do you got?
2: Root of evil. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. I like that. That sort of doubles down the fact that Steven Root, aka Milton from Office Space, is also in
2: this movie. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah. Uh so,
0: so yeah, I mean, as we have discussed, basically they take brains, they transplant them in bodies, they take them from a white body and put them into a black body host. So I'm gonna go with interracial head jobs. <laughs> Oh dear. I'm just going to Google it and I'm just going to see if there's already a porn called interracial headjobs.
1: Oh
0: no. Just having a look now for interracial headjobs and my phone has a virus and it's broken. Yep, that's exactly what I was expecting. Okay, so that moves us on to question number 11. Now we start with our personal questions that we ask of each other for this film. First up, we have the one and only Stacey Gavin.
1: All right, so there's heaps of suspicious people before you realise what's going on. Tell me who you think the creepiest character was.
2: Oh, I've got two options, so...
0: Okay. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's Jeremy. It's the brother.
2: Uh i've still got two options but (laughs) so i'm thinking katherine keeners oh yeah when she said now you're in the sunken place that was just perfect and i nearly (laughs) packed myself uh in terms of the creepiest character has to go to rose especially at the end when when chris is choking her um face says nothing but no matter what you do i won anyway yeah Yeah, i just thought that was horror gold yeah yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) Good answers, guys. So also, throughout this movie, there's numerous times at which Chris becomes more and more suspicious and a little bit weirded out by what's going on. So at which point in this weekend would you have just turned around and gone home and just got out of there?
2: It's oh, The black servants and their weird stairs. I mean... So
1: on arrival!
0: would <laughs> have been a fucking transplant. With a- <laughs> Come on!
2: I mean... But but wasn't that pretty much as soon as they arrived?
1: Yeah, Yeah, so you would have arrived, gone, this is weird, and left straight away.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) if you didn't realise what was going on when you got there, um, those weird stairs were what was going on, and that would have just been plenty enough to leave.
0: Yeah. I think I probably would have put up with a fair bit, but when Andre started screaming at me, get out, get out, get out of here, and all that sort of stuff, after he flashed the camera in his eyes, I think that's probably when I would have left. Although I'm kind of nice as well, I probably would have been like, yeah, I probably would have been a transplant victim.
1: <laughs> Who am no, I but it's not about being nice, Sam. Like, it's about... Self-preservation? Yeah, how much danger you would potentially put yourself in. Yeah. Well, not, the not, lines.
2: not the long yeah. the long drive into the back blocks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as I would have got out of there, as soon as we hit the deer on the way up there.
0: <laughs> Relationship over. <laughs> yeah. This is relation to Toronto's cause.
1: Okay, so my next question is something I brought up a little bit earlier. I was just so surprised at the police reaction to Rod's story that he was telling them. Um, I did like that scene. I thought it was quite comical. But is that how you would expect the police to act if you went, the, went to them with some information? So the scene in
0: question is basically Rod's very suspicious of the fact that Chris is, you know, not returning his cause and gone all sort of weird and dark and stuff so he and then he also sends him a photo of another guy that's gone missing so he goes to talk to a cop gets a black office, uh, female officer and is like I'm pretty sure these guys are running a sex cult and all this other stuff and she's like whoa, let me go get some people. And then she goes out, gets every other black officer that works at the police force, And then they just piss themselves laughing in Rod's face. And Rod's like, no, I'm telling you, they've got a weird white people sex cult booking black guys are sex slaves. (laughs) But he gets laughed out of there. It's probably one of the highlights of the movie in terms of comedic moments.
2: Even though Rod kind of didn't give the best delivery of the situation, if he said this guy's been missing for months, they would have at least typed in his name into the computer to see what was happening. I just thought it kind of didn't fit that well and was kind of did a bit of a padding to explain a potential plot hole mm. yeah mm.
0: see i reckon if this happened here i'd probably go and tell the cops they'll be like yeah sweet we'll look into it and then i'd get a phone call like two years later <laughs>
1: <laughs> just being assigned to your case okay
0: so that moves me on to my uh set of questions so as i mentioned uh at the start of the podcast great we watch ability there's a lot of symbolism during this film that alludes to what's actually really going on, that on their second viewing, like, ah! If you go online and there's a... Jordan Peele answers Reddit theories on Get Out, uh, look that up on YouTube. It's really good. There might be some things that you might have missed yourself, and it's really good to watch. But what about you guys? What do you guys reckon was the best use of symbolism in this film?
2: I thought the slave auction, as in Chris being auctioned off his body Uh, for the highest bidder, was just a great parallel, and... It was kind of at that point in the movie where the whole charade just fell away.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that was really well done. It was slave auction slash funeral. Yeah. They had his photo up the front there. Like, they're acknowledging his life, but it's about to end.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about you, Snays?
1: Well, maybe that was my favourite symbolism.
2: And a lot of them were dressed in black as well, yes. furthering the funeral theme. Um,
1: I'm going to go with um, the end of the movie. While all the drama's going on downstairs, Rose is sitting up in her bedroom with her headphones on, looking for her next black guy to date. And she's eating Fruit Loops and drinking a glass of milk yeah, yeah. separately. Um, whether or not that means anything, I don't know. But it sure as hell indicates that she's completely nuts.
0: It does. Yeah. It's just not mixing colour with white. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So that moves us on to my next question. Uh, quite interesting in this movie in that these guys sort of portray themselves as liberals uh, and to the point that they say one of them says that he would have voted for Obama for a third term if he could have. What about you guys? Would you guys have voted for Obama for a third term if you could have?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, I would have voted for him five times. <laughs> Hopefully he hasn't had a brain transplant though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Fuck, that would be... An awesome spin-off movie. As Obama is president again, but he's got Trump's brain.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh dear. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) His hair would be better. Right around the the brain surgery scar.
0: Around the coiff. Okay, so that moves me on to my final personal question. At some point, the dad has asked his daughter and son to pick up black people so they have new bodies for their friends. Now, what's the most awkward request that your parents have made of you guys?
2: On the flip side... Uh, It really doesn't get more awkward than ringing your parents to tell them that you're going to get married completely out of the blue. (laughs) And listening to the deathly silence on the other end. (laughs) (laughs) What's
0: his name?
2: (laughs)
1: Oh
0: Well, you did it at age 20 and they were like... Oh, we're going to have to pay for a wedding already?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet not going to it.
1: (laughs) It's all water under the bridge now.
2: All's well that ends well. Yeah. yeah. Probably would have reacted the same way.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, mine's actually wedding related too. and I don't know how to tell you this, Sam, but my parents actually asked me to not invite... You to the wedding?
0: <laughs> what our wedding?
1: Let's <laughs> uh, just a it.
0: So oh that's oh, why you're so happy lately. <laughs> no,
2: that wasn't even awkward for you. You look like you were like, yeah, no, sure. No, that's done.
1: not awkward. It's awkward now. Now that I've told you,
2: am I still invited?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: All good then.
0: Okay, Sakahu. So, that moves us on to your set of three questions.
2: For my first question, what is the main reason you would transplant your brain into a black person's body?
0: there's kind of an obvious answer here for me so stacy what's your answer so
1: i could be beyonce
0: so you don't want um, any black person you want beyonce yeah <laughs> holy shit if we're picking then i want donald glover done <laughs> man if yeah. i could do one thing as well as he does everything there oh, that'd be awesome
1: yeah yeah i wouldn't just pick any old person It would yeah. have to be specific
0: yeah I, I think it would be so that people take my gangster rap career seriously <laughs> you guys seem to think i'm just faking and fronting but my gangster raps are legit if, if somebody wants to follow my soundcloud link they'll come to <laughs> sam sam the master ham which is my <laughs> my <laughs> r- rapper name aka silly ham
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah jitsu or mma which one is better and why and the reason for this is because uh, Jeremy, the creepy brother, is really into his MMA, but Chris has studied jujitsu jitsu as a younger man.
0: Yeah, I, I love this because Stacey has literally no idea what these <laughs> conversations mean.
1: <laughs> I don't know what either of these things are in great detail or yeah, anything about them, really.
0: MMA, because it's mixed, it's a combination of all the best, whereas jujitsu is just one. I'm using maths on you.
1: Like, so it's just pure...
0: Yes, it's just one pure martial art, whereas MMA fighting is mixed martial arts in which you employ a range of different techniques in order to beat your opponent. So
1: maybe there's another element of symbolism in this. Chris does a pure martial art that has a long history. And Holy shit, structured. we've cracked it! And the white family we've got guy has mixed martial arts.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like it, I like it.
0: They could even be mixed mind automaton. What? I don't know. It sounds good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not, liter- that's not about the sport, but oh, that's all I know. <laughs>
2: so for our Irish listeners, our yes. previous podcast, Machu Toto, specifically told me to relay his answer for this question. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu is so much better because you really can't stand Con McGregor at all and is wanting to take him on
0: <laughs> people go back to the bridesmaid podcast you'll hear Machu Toro about 20 beers deep 10 shots deep Decides to go on a rant and which he con- calls out Conor McGregor reckons he can kick the shit out of him or fight him and then I had to edit it because it got into about 1700 swear words in the space of 4 seconds
2: <laughs> so on the note of calling out the death of Machu Toto, we'll move along uh, Rose's grandfather uh, who's transplanted into the body of Walter spoiler um, never got over to losing to the famous American sprinter Jesse Owens. What sporting failure haunts you to this day, and either your own or somebody else's?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Personally, I was captain of our school's first 15. I oh know, just to, just restrain yourselves. I know, it's a pretty big deal. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I was captain of our school's first 15, and we played Wesley College, aka the home school of Jurnalomu, and several other... Uh, future all blacks um when we played them jonah had long gone but we had we were playing against stephen donald casey laulala i think there's Sidavini of on one of the wings and basically we played wesley college and wesley college scored a try off the kickoff they then proceeded <laughs> to run in 90 points on us before the half had finished Final score was 140 to 3 kicked a penalty when we were about 40 points down.
2: You could, you could almost say then that you won the second half.
0: I mean, we, you'd like to think so, but I think they just got sick of it. They were just like, sort of felt sorry for us. We had seven injuries. We finished the game. We had, we had five people. We had got one guy go off in the first eight minutes. We had three people off in the first 20, and we had seven people off within the, like, fifty minutes.
2: So what kind of moron organised this game?
0: Well, I don't know. Well, that was something like the year before. We'd lost to them 15-8. Oh, okay. Then all of our best players left school, so much so that I was captain. Yeah,
1: there's your first clue, Kahoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is a recent failure. It...
0: Is this losing the game of beer pong, in which I hit seven cups in a row and
1: no, 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 no you no, didn't no, even no. get
0: one and no, because I'm sure off and walk around the table nude. <laughs> no. Oh. But there's another one for you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. This is, so this is um, when I got asked to accompany Sam on his inter-council sports team.
0: I knew you were going to bring this Tournament. Up. I knew it. <laughs> down in
1: Taupo last year. And, you know, being the nice, helpful person I was, I I agreed to go along with it. As it was supposed to just be fun and social and Sam would be there playing um, yeah, football and touch and yeah. stuff like that and they needed some extra girls so anyway as it got close to the time sam injured himself what kind of injury did I you tore have my calf. You tore your calf
0: i blew my calf it was a very lucky calf
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was unable to play in the sports day and then to make matters worse I think I'm pretty sure it was a cyclone or some kind of large weather event over New Zealand that actually caused the weather that weekend to be raining and flooding in the area so badly that some people struggled to drive from Rotorua to Taupo on the day of the event. The
0: team didn't even show up and, and it was it was amazing in that the game even went ahead. So, Stacy Yeah, but
1: it did go ahead. And yeah. I was out there running around in the freezing cold rain mud. while Sam was sitting on the sideline with his feet up, playing on his phone and
0: <laughs> Yeah, chatting under the to tent. one of the other guys about a couple of hundred metres away from Stacey inside a tent, mm. getting on the beers and doing nothing.
1: So, that was just a massive failure of. Um, actually, that was Sam's failure. You're welcome, babe. I think you're welcome <laughs> not mine like you've
0: turned it into an answer so that's good
1: mm.
0: okay so that moves us down to the final question and as I mentioned at the start of the podcast this comes courtesy of a nuller podcast this one is from the We Watch The Thing podcast used to be known as the Bears On Film A couple of guys over in Australia that work on films have pre- pretty good podcast. cheers fellas yeah cheers guys perfect way to end the podcast because it coincides with what happens at the end of the film so here's the question guys if you had to share your body with somebody else's mind for the rest of that body's life who would it be
2: Stephen Hawking because I thought he was taking my body
0: yeah Yeah, so if you had to share your body actually right with somebody else's (laughs) mind yeah yeah
2: (laughs) I mean it's kind of self-explanatory and I, I guess I'd be doing a public service um though maybe he wouldn't be as smart as he is if he had a normal body like everybody else and
0: Stephen Hawkins is a known womanizer. Do you reckon he'd just be out on the prowl of you now that he's like, I'm free. Can I can around. do whatever I want, and he's just out trying to sma- smash back hoes.
2: I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he seems like a nice enough guy that had um, let me kind of get back out of the sunken place every now and then as well. So I think it, I think it'd be cool with that.
1: Cool. I've come up with someone who I think's intelligent and fascinating too, and that's. Donald Trump. No, Neil deGrasse Tyson. What? Yeah, yeah. Just because it would be just so fascinating mind your mind, to eh? to know how he thinks and what he thinks and everything that he's learned and knows about the universe, It'd be fascinating.
2: But he's cool and intelligent. I don't think he'd need it either of our bodies.
1: Uh, yes. Ex- well, it's not about him needing the body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm about. thinking he's going to want a cool body like my one.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's going to be a long line for a five foot nine bald hairy man <laughs> don't think many people would yeah. jump in my body but
1: actually nobody was queuing up to jump in anyone's body on this movie
0: yeah they were they were queuing up to jump in Chris's they were having the bingo thing for it
1: No, no. oh yeah sure. <laughs> I ran the wrong way again okay forget about that
0: <laughs> Stacey's had let's one cider this, let's ash. wrap this up okay. okay so I if I'm going to be kidnapped and held ransom I want someone who's calm peaceful and zen like and that's why I've gone with the Dalai Lama. I've already got the haircut for being a Buddhist monk. So have been called in several Asian countries Happy Buddha. Apparently Happy <laughs> Buddha is the Fat Buddha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and it means you're very wealthy. You've got lots of food.
0: You've got lots of food, yes. So I've been constantly referred to as Happy Buddha... Cambodia, Thailand, Indonesia. Yeah, has been quite a few countries that like to refer to me as Happy Buddha. Yeah. So why not the Dalai Lama? So there you go, uh, Beers on Film, uh, now known as We Watch the Thing. Hope you guys liked our answers. Massive shout-outs to you guys again. Uh, appreciate it. Feel free to comment again, uh, both you and x-ray Feel free to send in any questions that you've got in the future, and I'll definitely endeavour to make them get on our show. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, what we are going to do this week is... Uh, this, this podcast will come out roughly a day or two after the Oscars have been resulted. So you get to laugh at how horribly, horribly wrong we are. We're going to go through the, some of the categories for the Oscars, but we're going to have who we would like to win that Oscar. So, this year's nominees for Actor in a Leading Role, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Fred, Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour, denzel washington for roman j israel esq and the star of get out daniel kaluuya
1: i'm going with gary oldman
0: and i'm also going with gary oldman what do you say ko
2: i'm going with daniel day lewis because he's this being his last movie supposedly and all that they'll go with him
0: Moves on to actor in a supporting role. We have William Dafoe from Florida Project, Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins from The Shape of Water, and Christopher Plummer from All the Money in the World. Who do you guys reckon?
2: I reckon Woody Harrelson.
0: I reckon Sam Rockwell.
2: Hmm, interesting.
1: Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water.
2: Interesting. He was okay.
1: the best character in that movie.
0: Okay, so it moves on to the actresses category. Leading role, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I'm now going to call three billboards for the rest of this because I'm getting sick of saying the long name of it. Um, Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. Susha Ronan for Ladybird, and Meryl Street for The Post.
1: Frances McDormand.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Frances. Who do you reckon?
2: Yep, that's three.
0: Yeah, cool. Actress, sporting role Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, Alison Jenny for iTonya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Fred, Laurie Metcalf, Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. I'm going with Jenny. Itonia. Yeah,
1: Alison Jenny.
0: Yeah, she was amazing.
2: Uh, I'll go with Octavia Spencer just to be different. Mm, I don't
0: She was good in that. Uh, Dunkirk, that was Christopher Nolan. Get Out was Jordan Peele. Ladybird was Greta Gerwig. Phantom Fred, can't remember. Shape of Water was Guillermo del Toro.
2: I've got to go with Get Out. I'm
1: going to go with um, Shape of Water for direction. So Guillermo del
2: Toro.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with Greta Gerwig. For all 45 minutes, the story of Lady Bird it was very well directed. <laughs> 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 I fell asleep watching him. Moving on to adapted screenplay. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound.
2: Uh, Disaster
1: Artist. Yeah, Disaster Artist.
0: Fuck you guys, Logan all the way.
1: (laughs) Nah, no way.
0: I want that movie to win. I want people to take comic book movies seriously. And that was the most awesome comic book movie since The Dark Knight. I need to get my... Nerd rage under control for a minute, let me just take details. Hey
1: tapes. hey, we we haven't announced the winner, we're just giving an opinion. So yeah. hold back your rage until after the <laughs> ceremony.
0: Nobody takes this shit seriously, man. <laughs> this is the embodiment of YouTube comments. <laughs> uh, okay, then moves on to original screenplay. The big sick. Oh, I love the Big sick. Uh, Get Out, Ladybird, Shape of Water, Three Billboards uh get out
1: yeah i'm going with get out too
0: i am also going with get out as i mentioned about the rewatchability a lot of that comes down to the screenplay and how much stuff they jammed into this movie which then leads us on to the final round best picture call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk ladybird phantom fred the post the shape of water three Billboards at side ebbing missouri or get out and my answer was the last film I listed. I want
2: this film to win Best Picture. Geez, they have a lot of nominations for this one as well, don't they? Yeah, they have up to <laughs> ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going three billboards.
1: I'm going to go with three billboards too.
0: Wow. Mm. But you came home ranting about how you reckon uh, Darkest Hour was the best film we've ever seen.
1: Oh, was that nominated? Yeah. No, 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 no. Stop. Cut. I'm going with... They're playing you off, Stacey I'm going with three billboards. I'm going to stick with that.
0: Sticking with three billboards. Cool. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, we're not going to bother with the rest of the Oscar categories, because...
2: Oh, I really wanted to do Best Animated Feature.
0: Really? I'm kidding. Is your answer Boss Baby?
2: Um
0: anyway guys that takes us down to the end of the podcast once again thanks to the podcast Flix X Raid and We Watch The Thing formerly known as Bears On Film cheers for sending us in your questions thanks for everyone else that's contacted us this week hopefully we've made some correct Oscar picks so I'd be surprised if we actually get any right but uh, yeah for those listening at home feel free to write in and tell us how stupid and dumb we are that we completely <laughs> fucking didn't pick the right ones that'd be great anyway uh, anything else that you guys like to add before we end this
2: Rose is red, Chris is blue. Don't go out with her, because she'll kill you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. I know
1: you think about fucking me, Rod. Ain't nobody thought about fucking you. What would you say some stupid shit? What the... F- you ass fucked you. I didn't want to... Fuck you. Bah. Shit. Ah, she's so... She's a fucking... She's a- She's ah, a
2: genius. Sika Lisa, wanna hanger.
0: Welcome back to dating secrets between
2: Sam and Stacey.
0: Right now we have Kohu on the couch it's to awkward. make it really awkward. <laughs>
2: I think I ended up waking up in Noah's bed on Friday morning. <laughs> that sounds really creepy, bro. <laughs> really? Stacey is
0: a response to the smash yeah. <laughs> One beer and she's done for the <sighs> evening. Yeah, and know. the time is now currently five o'clock.